Welcome back to Talk of the Irish. I'm your host, Kevin Carter, and today we'll be covering the University of Michigan's recent wins in the Rose Bowl against Alabama and the national championship against Washington. I am here with guests J-Pav and Augie. Um, I'm Augie Villon. Um, I've been a big fan of college football for a while. Um, I watched both of these games at home with my parents, uh, having just a really good time. Um and was able to stay up and watch the whole game for the first time in a while and just really got to enjoy the whole win. Yeah, I'm Justin Pavlik. I watch both these games. Huge Michigan fan, huge college football fan. Go Blue. Let's talk about these wins. Okay, what side are you rooting for and why? Um, I think we're uh, we're both rooting for Michigan, obviously. Kind of home, the home state, you know. Um, my grandpa went to Michigan, so big, big fans there. Pretty much almost all my cousins um, uh, have gone to Michigan. All my aunts and a bunch of my aunts and uncles have gone to Michigan. So I'm a huge Michigan fan. All right, um, so let's just get into the game. So all right. obviously in the first game, the Rose Bowl, one of the biggest games of the year, really the main story being... Just really a defensive battle as Michigan and Alabama pretty much held each other pretty well in the rushing game. Um, with Bama's defense, obviously, in rushing, um, pretty quiet from the Michigan side. Uh, only 130 yards, which is still above their average, or which is below their average yards per game. Um, and only had one rushing touchdown, that being Blake Corms late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Alabama showed up in the run game. They've always been a run-heavy team with Jalen Milrow, one of the best running quarterbacks in the nation. Milrow only had 116 yards passing, and Jace McClellan, starting running back for the Crimson Tide, had two touchdowns on 87 yards. Milrow, though, had 63 rushing yards. And obviously, the, um, oddly enough, this one um, in total, Alabama with 172 rushing yards, um, surprisingly, is a very low game compared to the regular season. In which in a, in multiple of their games they had a, over um, over four hundred rushing yards, and I think one of the biggest reasons for that is out, uh, Michigan's ability to get to the quarterback quickly, um, and sort of blow around the O line and not really give Milrow or McClellan a ton of time. Yeah, Michigan has uh, hasn't really had this kind of defensive explosion that they did. Six total sacks, all being in the first half against a rather good offensive line in Alabama, who's been a strong part of their team all year. Alabama did have a couple penalties on a couple freshmen starting, but everyone on that line is 6'6 or above, over 250 pounds. Big, big guys in the line. Michigan just went straight through them to get to Milrow six times. And I think another reason that we were able to get there so fast is their center, who has since then entered the tra um, transfer portal, um, we're hoping good luck to him. He had several errant snaps during the game, many of them coming on Alabama's um, final drives, including one on the last play of the game, in which it was a low snap. Murrow hand, um, mishandled it a little bit and couldn't really execute the play as it was drawn up. And that is pretty much what uh, cost Alabama the game with that play not going. Yeah, I think that could also be blamed on coaching staff a little bit. 
Saban drew up that play. A QB draw from five yards out. I don't understand that play call. I think that came back to bite him. Absolutely. But we have to talk about Michigan's biggest problem this game, special teams. Special teams was a massive issue this yeah. game. We had Samaj with that muff punt in the, early in the first quarter that gave Alabama a scoring drive. We just gifted him like 40 yards there. Yes. And then at the very end of the game, Jake Thaw went to the transfer portal yesterday. He did. Best of luck to him. Yes, he did. And with that muff punt at the one-yard line, could have been a safety. That play could have gone either way. Absolutely. Had to recover, though, and that ended up saving the game for us. But our kicking unit wasn't there either. We had a bad snap on an extra point. We had a missed field goal. Special teams really had to dial in for the national championship after pulling that game off. Yes, and I feel like, especially going back to the thaw drop, the drop itself, an ugly drop, sort of a little confusion there. He's super, he's within his own five, but it'd be better to let it bounce, but obviously when it's a tie game, with short tech left, everybody wants to be the hero. Yeah. But I think really good job to, of him being able to, after dropping the punt, recollect himself, grab the ball, and try to get yards and try to push forward mm-hmm. so as to not get a safety with that Alabama special teams just running straight at him. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of hate for missing that. Absolutely. But the way he was able to recover it with all the Alabama special teams kicking unit coming after him is very impressive and yeah. very, very huge play from Jake Thaw. Yep. And another facet of the Michigan game, they're passing, uh, passing, which normally they're not super reliant on. Their rush has been pretty dominant all year. Really had to lock in for that game as Alabama was uh, stopping the run pretty well early. So um, Alabama had their uh, playing against SEC teams. Obviously, it's a strong conference with a lot of good quarterbacks. So they were, um, on average, allowing... 220.4 220.4 yards per game, um, whereas uh, Michigan's passing was averaging 213 yards a game. And Alabama's strong secondary, Kool-Aid, McKinstry, all of their secondary, very strong and very dangerous to uh, if you allow them to be left alone and give them easy passes. And obviously, first um, J.J. McCarthy's first pass of the game being an interception that was called back due to the um, quarterback being out of bounds held really Alabama held them to a small game in terms of yardage however Michigan's uh, managed to get three touchdowns and I feel like a big facet of that is due to the amount of good field position Michigan was able to get yeah with Alabama secondary like you said Kool-Aid McKinstry Terry on Arnold those scariest duo in the back absolutely no secondary and I think in all of college football they're both can be first round picks this year and for JJ on those final couple of drives to do what he did. That pass to Roman Wilson deflected. Roman jumped up, probably made the catch of the season for Michigan there. That's huge. And then another passing touchdown to Roman later on on that same drive. That's very big out of JJ. And he really showed us that he's a real quarterback because many people have been skeptical about it playing against weak big time conference opponents. Yes. And non conference schedule wasn't too good either. And Michigan really proved that they're legit. And then on the other side, Alabama's passing game, which was averaging 220 yards per game, whereas Michigan was allowing, on average, 157 yards per game. Uh, Michigan secondary actually held Alabama to a pretty small game, um, only allowing 116 yards and no passing touchdowns, which 
obviously in the SEC, like like we've mentioned, that's a very strong conference. So your offense has to be really strong to get through this. Um, I think Milrow, from what we've seen, is much more of a running quarterback, not as much as a passing quarterback. Yes. Um, drawing comparisons to like Justin Fields and early Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. I feel like the way that uh, Michigan's D-line was able, like we said, to get really fast pressure on him meant that he couldn't really get through his reads in time before just either having to dump the ball or get, or take a sack. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there were several times where Milrow had to throw the ball before the receiver had even gotten to their spot on the field. Um, there were times where he was throwing at a receiver with their back turned, which, very lucky that those weren't intercepted. Um, obviously, Michigan's secondary, um, one play that stands out to me is Milrow throwing a deep ball to about like the 25 and our secondary catching up to the wide receiver and being able to bat it away um, I think was a huge help for that because if they do manage to get the ball caught on that play they're pretty much in the red zone and that could turn the tide of the game. Yes, Michigan ended up with the win. Jim Harbaugh won first bowl game I believe, correct? I believe so. I think that he was on Michigan. Two four. Yes, and so Got us to the national championship, first one since 97. High stakes, and then to face winner of Washington, Texas, who ended up being Washington yep. after some fourth quarter big plays. Yep. First, Their first national championship appearance since 1993 was a high stakes battle. And going into January 8th, correct? The 8th, so. I think, yeah. And at yep. NRG Stadium, home of the Houston Texans, see how Michigan does. Yeah, so in that game, Michigan um, had a dominant run game throughout. Um, Washington's defense, which has been statistically a bit soft against um, the run, um, allowing 148.1 yards per game in a now-gone Pac-12 conference. That is a very passing-heavy conference. Um, obviously, Bo, we got, you got Bo Nix in there. Um, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Dante Moore. A lot, of, a lot of really good passing quarterbacks. And Michigan, I think, really set the tone in the first few minutes with that Donovan Edwards touchdown in which, really, their O-line steps up, pushes everybody to the right, and opens up a perfect gap. And Donovan Edwards doesn't see it at first, bounces off, picks his head up, and sees that that left side is open, and just hits the Jets, takes off, and no one could catch him. Yeah, I thought it was really impressive that Donovan could have had the game he did. He had two rushes for two touchdowns, starts the game over 80 yards, only having three touchdowns on the season. Yeah. And that's how he did. And is that that being his first touchdown since the Penn State game? Correct, yeah. That was, Donovan to me is really clutch player. Shows up when it matters. Absolutely. Last year when Blake Corum went down against Illinois, Donovan really stepped it up yeah, against, against Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. You know, and then Corum, he had a pretty good game himself, 134 yards and two touchdowns, one of them ending the game for Michigan to finalize the score, 34-13. Alex Orgy, too. Yeah. Yeah, his legs are dangerous for a quarterback. You were talking about Milrow being a really run-heavy quarterback. Alex Orgy, 99th percentile speed for a quarterback. Just run down the sidelines. He had 15 yards, seven and a half on average, longest for 13. It was a huge first down there. Passing wise, we also did good. JJ had a really good game, I'd say. Absolutely. Holston Loveland with that pass there, he broke through, passed the 50. Really big play. 
and then Roman, Roman, Samaj, and Cornelius, they all had some some good yards. Really good game out of Michigan's offense. Absolutely. And I really think, um, going back to Alex Orgy, um, Michigan's ability to mix up, maybe going a couple passing plays, and then just all of a sudden J.J. McCarthy comes out, it really makes the uh, the defense think. where It's like, okay, we know this guy is the run-heavy quarterback, so they can expect the run, and what Michigan can do out of that is go in like a run formation and do a play action, which they did They did attempt to do, I believe, against Alabama, and Alabama read it pretty well. Um, so really just a good job from Michigan using a lot of variety in their game, um, mi- mixing between J.J. McCarthy and Alex Orgy. And not to say, J.J. McCarthy is a very good running quarterback, obviously. He did have yes. that first down run um, in the game. So really just a solid um, game all around by Michigan's offense. Against and um, also, speaking of offense, Washington's offense is also a very strong offense. Obviously, a lot of deep threats and three receivers, who are some of the better uh, better receivers in the nation. Yeah, um, Romo Dunze, he'll be a first round pick, probably absolutely. top ten. Jalen McMillan, I could also see him going in the day one pick. Yep, they're really strong there. Yeah. Um, However, their run game was um, was not as good as it normally was at, uh, due to the injuries suffered to Dylan Johnson in the Washington game. I think I heard he ruptured something in his knee, and then during the game, after his first couple of runs, he actually got, um, it looked like, stepped on and tackled and got rolled up on a little bit. So he did come out of the game for several minutes and was very emotional on the sidelines. Um, but I kudos to him for being able to really dig deep and get through that, get through the rest of that game. Yeah, what really impressed me about Michigan this game is Washington was the Joe Moore winning offensive line this season, best offensive line in the country. Michigan won that award the previous two seasons. And for Michigan's defense to get pressure on Penix like we did, bang him up, probably broke a rib. And towards the end of the game, Kenneth Grant, he had a sack. He's been really big for Michigan's defense all year. That really impressed me, and we forced Penix to get rid of it quick on some of the deep plays he drew up, getting an uh, interception for Will Johnson where he knocked it up, dove for it out of bounds. Perfect catch there, which ultimately earned him defensive player of the game for the national championship. And Mikey Sanders drill, interception to end the game. He called game there. He's a fifth-year senior. He's been here through it all. True Michigan man, and he was the one who ended it for us, won us the natty. Yeah, and I also think on, on Michigan's defense, you you can't speak about the Michigan defense without bringing up Junior Colson. Yeah. That kid is special. Lot impact uh, award winner. Just really one of the best, one of the biggest leaders on, our, on that defense mm-hmm. and one of the biggest impact makers. Yeah, he led the team in tackles, and I believe he was top 10 in the entire FBS in tackles as well. He's yep. a difference maker out there. Absolutely. He might not get you the sacks you want, but he'll stop the run. He'll get you some tackles on some short yards. Even against Washington, we had a couple plays where it was a pass, and we had Junior Colson out there on man coverage, and he got a couple stops. Um, and then also, as mentioned before, Washington with a very dominant passing game, as seen in the Texas game, in which they had a lot of deep shots, a lot of passing touchdowns. Um, having a pretty big game, 255 yards and a touchdown to McMillan. However, I really think 
um, Michigan's defense was able to make a lot of stops, and um, that Michigan run game was able to pretty much set the tone and uh, keep the momentum going. And really, um, one of the big, one of the biggest, most surprising things of the playoffs is Washington being one of the most high-scoring offenses all year, being held to only one touchdown. Yeah, that was really impressive. And you mentioned Michigan's run game. I think what really helps Michigan is the depth that we have to run it. Absolutely. Not only can JJ and Orgy use their legs at the quarterback position, but have a two-headed monster to start it with Corum and Don. Yep. And then if needed to, we can bring in Khalil Mullings to bang through some guys for some Absolutely. extra yards, former linebacker. Really impressive. And that O-line can really split the gap for him to give him some extra yards. And obviously bringing up Mikey Sainer still, Probably one of the best stories um, in college football came yep. in as a wide receiver, wasn't getting the playing time he wanted, so switched um, to the secondary and has really, from then, I don't think he's turned back once. No. He has been getting a lot of interceptions, um, a lot of pass breakups, just a just a very skilled player. Yeah, he led the team in interceptions. He's also up there on the leaderboard in the FBS. Really, really inspiring story and the way he's been here through it all. That 2020 season where we were like two and six and opted out of Ohio State. I mean, he's really been through all. So is Mike Barrett, linebacker, yep. winningest player in Michigan football history. He's also been here through all of it. He's a real difference maker out there. That veteran leadership, he could really he'll be missed for Absolutely. sure. And I really think the those many players on that Michigan defense have very promising NFL careers ahead of them. I agree, especially in our secondary. You know, Will Johnson, like Sanders, Jill, yep. as mentioned, and then even some guys like Rod Moore, who had that big interception against Ohio State. Keon Sabs had a lot of interceptions this year. I could see them having a good career. Absolutely. Say second or third round picks. Yeah, yep. And But Michigan's offensive line, you cannot absolutely not bring that up. You know, that interior line, Drake Nugent, Trevor Keegan, Zach Zinner before he got entered. Yep. That might be the best interior offensive line college football potentially has ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah, Zinner going down too, and then you have to move some players over. Carson Barnhart got moved over to a guard so Trent A. Jones could get in at tackle. That's really big by Michigan to have that depth too. Yep. As I mentioned last two years, that Joe Moore line, we really proved that we still got it after not getting it this year. And I, I really think the leadership shown by Zach Zinner um, after getting that injury, staying, staying around the team, obviously had to leave the Ohio State game early due to that injury. Um, really tough injury to have, especially as, as, an offen- as an offensive lineman. But I think really the leadership he's shown this year and many of the years he's been here has probably been one of the biggest catalysts for this team. Yes, I agree. Michigan's leadership. All throughout, even with the coaches, Sharon Moore, Jesse Minner, our coordinators, Jim Harbaugh, he's been through it all as a coach. He played in the Rose Bowl. He knows what he's doing. Then that helps our offense and defense really show up, helping us win both these games. Absolutely. Okay, thank you for that. And thank you for listening to Talk of the Irish.